Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to the next episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today I am here with Cami Baker. Cami is America's authority on purpose leveraged marketing campaigns. Her mission is to facilitate collaborations between for-profit and non-profit organizations to massively increase the resources, relationships, and revenue for all. She will share with us some strategies that enhance people, planet, and profit, so let's learn how to make money while making a difference. I also want to say that Cami is Uh, somebody who I have known for a number of years. She's a very powerful, successful uh, serial entrepreneur. Uh, I had the pleasure and the honor of serving her as her mentor for a a short while. And uh, every time I spend time with Cami, I am always just inspired by not only her tenacity, but also by her intelligence and her willingness to be just facilitating human interaction in ways that are mutually beneficial for everyone. So I'm so grateful to have you here today, Cami. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Every time you and I play, it is always magical. So let's see what comes from this interaction. Yeah, baby. Well, I love uh, on Wickedly Smart Women to really talk about leadership and self-leadership, of course, is one of the main ways that we need to begin in our leadership. And and part of what you're doing now with your business and your life is you're not only self-leading, but you're also leading others to create situations that are mutually beneficial for everyone concerned. So what I'd love to ask you about is I'd love to have you just give us a little bit of backstory about how you came into your own self-leadership. And then from there, what happened to inspire you to go to the next level to help others, to lead others, to become leaders in the community? Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share uh, that story because part of my story that I always bring up is uh, my sobriety. And so uh, my daughter will be 21 in a couple of days. And when she was two years old, um, I went to pick her up at daycare. And when I stumbled into the daycare to pick her up. When I, when I lifted her in my arms, I could smell the alcohol in my own breath uh, in her face. And it was a, a, a revelation in that moment that if something was going to change, that something was me. And um, I, I'd love to tell you that was the last time that I drank. It was not, but it was the wake up that I needed. And so that truly is the first time that I stepped into leadership in saying, you know what, I need some help. I can't do it on my own. It was the first time I was um, introduced to mentorship. And so getting sober was the first thing for me. And moving forward, you know, with with my real estate, with uh, network marketing and and many other businesses uh, that I've been in, I also want to share with our listeners that 
your mentorship is one of the reasons I was able to shift from corporate real estate sales into what I do now as the Mingle to Millions mentor. And um, so, you know, really a big part of my story of leadership is being able to look for a leader to emulate and then become that leader for someone else. Mm, Beautiful. I love that. So can you tell us a little bit about maybe your career path, because you have been a serial entrepreneur and and you did, I mean, I know your story because I was your mentor for a while. And so what I'd love to have you share with our listeners is, you know, some of the other mentors that you've had along the path, how they've helped you first. And then from there, you know, as you've stepped into your own leadership, as you stepped into this role as a mentor, how you've served others to be able to create that powerful transformation that serves the the whole world. Well, thank you for that. And another part of my story is the fact that I actually was a leader and an entrepreneur at the age of eight when I was selling gum to other kids for a 500% profit. And then by the ripe old age of nine, I was a loan shark at high interest rates and holding collateral. But, you know, fast forward, one of the mentors that, uh, that really made a big difference in my life was in real estate. So I was newly sober. My daughter was two, three, four years old. I'm, I'm in real estate, have no clue what I'm doing. I don't know anyone. I'm having been newly sober. I really didn't even know anyone. And so the mentor that I had in real estate was the broker of my office. And basically anything he said, do, I just trotted right along because if he was doing it, it must be successful. So my first real business mentor was in real estate. And then from real estate into network marketing, I had a, a mentor, Patrick Mazur, in the network marketing industry that to this day on a daily basis, when I think about how do I want to show up, how do I want to be seen and received and perceived, I think about that gentleman. I think about his charisma, his warmth, how when he walked in a room, every man wanted to be him and every woman wanted to be with him and how he just, you know, he spoke, it was, it was smooth as silk and just genuine and charismatic. So, you know, the mentors in my life, whether it's been someone physical like that in my life or books like John Maxwell or, uh, you know, other books, your books, et cetera, um, it's been a, a real journey for me to, to really be able to say, wow, okay, there is traditional education and then there's personal development education. And I'm glad that I chose the latter because that has given me a way. I, I like to say that, you know, you, you can't be a good mentor unless you're a good student. And I really feel like a big part of my success is the fact that I was really ignorant and really eager to say, hey, I don't know how this works. Can you please help me? And for anyone listening, I really believe that's the first step is, is to admit there's a problem and, and not, not a problem, but a place where we can grow and, and be nurtured. Yeah, I love that, the gap. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? So uh, if anybody out there is listening and you don't know what you don't know, but you do know that you need some help, you know, I think it's really important to take what Cami is saying here and really take it to heart because the truth is that if we don't ask for help, we are doing a disservice. We're doing a disservice to ourselves. We're doing a disservice to each other. We're doing a disservice to the gifts that we came to the planet to deliver. And we're doing a disservice to the people who are here to be helped by us. So 
Let's talk a little bit about what inspired you. Let's talk about the inkling that you had to begin to work helping people in this purpose-leveraged marketing realm. What is the backstory for that? Well, when I got into real estate, not knowing anyone, but thank God having a mentor to get me started, the very first check that I got that was that was really substantial, the largest check I had ever gotten up until that point in my life, I, I used that whole check to buy a 64 and a half Mustang convertible. And it was my it was my dream car. I had a, a picture of that car up on my, you know, when I was prospecting and making my calls, I had that that picture of that car up and, and I acquired it within about a year. And from there, I said, ooh, anyone from 60 to six years old, everyone loves a Mustang. You know, if, if you want a, if somebody to look cool in a movie, they put them in a convertible Mustang. And so I knew that I needed that car to be seen. So I, I called around. I put it in parades and car shows. And one thing led to another. I ended up finding a place that didn't have a car show, but they wanted one. And they asked me if I would sponsor it. And the first year I got 50 cars there because I was just, I was hungry. I was a single mom. I was newly sober. I was on food stamps, living in a mobile home, and I needed to to fix what was going on. And so um, I got 50 cars to that car show and, and they all had $20 in their hand and they were all trying to give us money. And my friend that was helping me said, why aren't we taking their money? And I said, because we're doing this to promote the business, not to make a couple hundred bucks. But it really got me thinking there's a lot of places that do need a couple hundred bucks. So as I looked around and found a place called the Live and Let Live Farm that rescues horses, over the next seven years, I continued to do that car show and continued to give the money to the Live and Let Live Farm. And it was all just from guerrilla marketing and, and sheer need and necessity that I figured out how this whole thing worked. And then fast forward, anytime I moved to a new city, a new state, even when I changed careers from real estate into network marketing and network marketing into being, becoming a coach, every time I've moved and needed to meet the right people fast, I implement a purpose leverage marketing campaign. And as I go to all these seminars where I love to go learn all over the country, all over the world, I kept running into so many people who didn't know how to be socially responsible and build their business at the same time. How can you make money and make a difference? They're not exclusive. Bring them together, do it together. And so what I have been doing naturally uh, turned out to be actually a program that with, with the help of mentors, I've got a mentor right now who says, Cammie, smart, successful people spend money to save time. Broke, poor people spend time to save money. And so I've just been smart enough to spend money to save time to fast forward through the process so that I now have a system where I can teach folks how to do a purpose leverage marketing campaign because I've gotten enough help from other people to, to put it all together. Beautiful. I love that. Well, you, you know, obviously you're creative, you are entrepreneurial, you are, a self-leadership is clear, you're talking the walk and walking the talk, and that's a beautiful thing. What I would love to ask you now is I'd love to ask you about how you have served not only, obviously, the Live and Let Live Farm through your car show thing that you did, but how you're serving clients now, and specifically, who are the people that are best suited to show up and shine using your purpose leverage marketing campaigns? 
the people who are service providers who are typically big ticket items, not necessarily a bottle of vitamins, but more like mortgage or real estate or coaches or network marketers if they're a big network marketer. In other words, people who are in a very competitive uh, marketplace where there's a lot of others, financial services is really, really big for me because these folks, anywhere they go, there's eight or 10 other people in their same profession. Um, it's very competitive. They need to be able to build trust. They want to have brand loyalty. They want to be seen in the community as giving back. Uh, and they need to get in front of the right people. So instead of just, you know, I mean, I literally wrote the book, Mingle to Millions, The Art and Science of Building Business Relationships. I, I wrote the book on how to network. And the more I go to networking events, the more I realize, wow, our clients aren't necessarily at the networking events. Now, the bigger ones where we're investing $5,000 to be there, of course, those are people who are investing in themselves. But I teach my clients how to actually find their clients where they're at, go meet them where they're at. I call it bridging the humanity gap. When you can get in front of your ideal client on a daily basis, uh, when, when you're doing something being a contribution, when you show up as a leader, when you show up as a contribution, when you show up talking about what you're doing in the world as opposed to what you do, that's when I can really help those clients, those who are seasoned, mature, established, and they're just really ready to take it to the next level. They know that one of the best ways to be abundant and fulfilled is to actually be a part of the solution. And it's not about just volunteering or giving a percentage of our check to the veterans or whatnot. It's how can you actually leverage the purpose that you're passionate about in your marketing so that you show up in such a way that people want to hire you. One statistic is 87% of consumers will choose the company, the service, or the product that is on purpose over the competition. Hands down over and over statistics all over the internet, 87% will choose you over your competition when you're doing the right thing. I love that. Well, we're going to do the right thing right now and take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to let people know where they can find out more about you. Weekly Smart Women, we need your help. See, I'm exercising my asking muscle right now because I like to be a model as well as a teacher to my listeners. So if you are enjoying today's show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. We are saying a big thank you as well to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. As of this episode recording, we have 27 countries from around the world. We have um, landed in the top 75 of Apple's rankings. And I want to say hello and welcome and shout out this week to our listeners in Ecuador. We'll be right back with Cami Baker. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? 
Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Cami Baker. She is America's authority on purpose leverage marketing campaigns. And we were talking uh, before the break about what that actually looks like and who are the people that she is able to help. So if you are one of those people who falls into the category that she was uh, outlining their seasoned, mature business owners who know that it's time to take their business to the next level, who know that it's time to be showing up in the community even more socially responsible, who know that the competition is coming up and, and you know, maybe nipping at your heels a little bit and you really want to differentiate yourself as a brand in the community and as a business that is really doing good in the community beyond creating profits, then you're definitely going to want to go to CamiBaker.com and find out more, uh, not only about Cami's program that she offers, but I do know that she also does individual mentoring for people and she has her book there for sale, I'm sure. I think she's got more than one book because she's pretty creative. So check out Cami at CamiBaker.com. And Cami, I'd love to have you talk a little bit because I think what happens often for wickedly smart women is we can be super heart-centered and especially in the space that you're in where you're really looking to help business owners to grow, but you're also looking to help nonprofits to grow. And you, of course, have to have your own business growing and sometimes I think what happens, especially for wickedly smart women, is that we can become more interested in the impact that we're making than we are in the income that we're making. So I'd love to have you share a little bit of your journey specifically around your personal relationship with money and what, if anything, you can offer to our listeners to just really encourage them to be entrepreneurial in their entrepreneurship if they if that's you know something that our listeners not all of our listeners are going to be entrepreneurs but i think it speaks to to everyone to be remembering to have you know some clear boundaries around how you're serving in the world so if you can speak a little bit about that i'd love to have you share with our listeners I love that you bring that up. Steve Harvey is one of the many people who have said something along the lines of the best way to help poor people is to not be one. Another mentor that I listened to is Abraham Hicks, and you cannot get poor enough to help someone else who's poor or sick enough to help someone else who's sick. So, you know, for those of us who really are heart-centered and we really do want to give back and we really do have the best service and we really do help people save money, make money, we do want to help the veterans and the puppies and the kids and the environment, 
it's really important to know that the more abundance we have, the more abundance we can share. And so to truly have an impact, listen, it doesn't matter if you're Mother Teresa all the way to Donald Trump and everything in between, we need influence, we need impact, we need income. We need resources, we need relationships, we need revenue. And so, you know, for me, I do run into a lot of people who are just saying, hey, you know, I I just really, I really, it's not about the money for me. It's about helping and giving back. And that's really sweet. But if we are not making money in our business, our business is going to close and we're going to go make money for somebody else's business. So it's a matter of getting our head on straight and saying, you know what, I'm a business owner businesses got to make money and in order and you know especially if we're mentors and coaches how can we dare mentor someone else on abundance and building business if we ourselves are struggling so it's a really um really hot topic for people to to talk especially in this realm of what i do make money make a difference and some people can get a little convoluted and they can say things like so you're making money off of our veterans who are suffering or off of animals who are suffering. It's like, no, that's a little twisted around. What we're doing is we are choosing something that we're passionate about and we are helping that organization in our marketing so that we can be seen as a contribution so that we can help more puppies and more veterans. As a matter of fact, there are seven specific ways that this type of a campaign is business development. This isn't really marketing. This is more around business development, what I'm doing. So for us to be able to get in front of the ideal client, to be able to recruit top talent, to be able to get engagement in social media, to be able to show up as the expert in our industry and several other things, all of that points back to how we can make money in our business. Because the more abundance we have, the more we can help those we want to help. Mm, beautiful. I love that. So have you ever had uh, periods in your own business or in your own life where you came up against a big money challenge? And if so, do you have a tip that you can offer to our, because, you know, business is business. Sometimes you can have business going like gangbusters, everything's going great. And then something happens. And sometimes it's out of your own control. You know, I mean, definitely like if a hurricane came through and wiped out your building or whatever, things can happen that take you from being at the top to all of a sudden being at the bottom. How do we dig ourselves out in those situations when maybe we aren't making the money that we used to be making but we still have value to offer into the world, how do you put your mind on straight to get up and go out and do it again? You know, it's funny you give that analogy of, you know, a a storm coming through because I literally was living in Staten Island, New York, when uh, Hurricane Sandy hit about eight years ago, and it did devastate our area, and it did devastate the business that I was in. And it is, it's just a matter of being able to say, okay, well, all things being equal, it's either get my head back in the game or go work for someone else. And for me personally, I am 1000% unemployable. (laughs) And, and I'm very proud of that. And uh, I, I just, I, I would be homeless before I would be uh, an employee. It's just my own personality. And so for me, it's really all about, okay, and you know what, look, there have been several times in my business, I've let personal relationships, personal relationships have been my biggest 
um, nemesis in business because I will let a man or a relationship or a situation or a move really take me off track. And I take full responsibility for that. And every time that's happened, I've had to put my big girl panties back on and say, okay, well, you put yourself in this situation. You can put yourself out of it. And I do. And, and it's not always easy. But for me, what would really not be easy would be to go get a job. So, so when I just, when I think about it, I just, sometimes it might take a day. It might take a week. It might take an hour. It depends on the situation, but I just have to take that deep breath and say, okay, what's the next right thing to do? Mm, Okay, ladies, I want you to really hear what she just said right there. Not only is she self-aware enough to know that she's unemployable and I am I am the same, (laughs) right? So not only is she self-aware enough, so I'm going to encourage you to be self-aware. Not only is she self-aware enough to know that she's unemployable, but she's also giving you the clarity of saying, okay, let's accept what's in front of us right now, recognize that we want to change it, take a nice deep breath, put our big girl panties on, and go in a new direction. And I think that's one of the things that I really honor and recognize that you do really well, Cami, is you have been a serial entrepreneur and you've pivoted again and again and again and again. And so ladies, this is a woman who is here embodying what it's like to be able to have challenges and overcome them repeatedly. So I've got time for one more question. And that is... I'd love to have you talk a little bit about what happens for you when you do get in front of somebody and it seems like they might be a right fit client for you. And then all of a sudden you're getting the signals and you're looking at your bank account and you're saying, boy, I could really use the money, but I'm not sure they're really a right fit. Like, how do you handle that kind of situation, especially when you're matchmaking between organizations? Because that's a big piece of what you teach people to do. How do you find the fit? Boy, I tell you, that's the $10 million question right there. Um, And that, too, has been one of my biggest nemesis is, is because, you know, sometimes we can attract people into our realm because of who we're being that they want so much what we have and what we have to offer, but maybe they aren't a good fit. So how do you handle that? And one of the ways that I handle it, frankly, is by always having a mentor of my own when I was being mentored by you for almost a year. You know, there was a lot of these types of things that I could bring to the table with with the mentor. And, you know, in money situations, et cetera, to always have someone to go and bounce things off of is, is so super important. I was told one time uh, to do the, the, the rule of 33, 33, 33. People in your life, if you think of this, 33% of them can be your equals, the people that you go to the movies with, the people that you spend time with, because they're about the same as far as uh, monetary and spirituality. 33% of people you spend time with are people that you look up to that are your mentors that can teach and grow you. And then 33% are people that you can teach and grow. And having said that, you know, when there's someone in my in my realm that I'm not sure, I kind of take a look at it and I say, well, where are they? Where where are they in the 33 rule? Can they teach me? Can I teach them? Are they my, my equal? And that's kind of how I decide where they are in my, in my world. 
I love that. That is beautiful. Well, that's a beautiful tip that I wasn't expecting. I love that. I'm going to have to take that one with me. The rule of 33, 33 is actually a master number as well. So I love that. Well, Cami, it's been a pleasure to have you here. If there's one final thing that you would like to leave our listeners with, either as a piece of inspiration for the lovely ladies out there who are considering entrepreneurship or as a piece of inspiration for those business owners who are ready to, to jump into purpose leverage marketing with you, drop it now, please. Drop it like it's hot, baby. <laughs> for years, I have given the same piece of advice in different variations, but basically, when you are wanting to step into entrepreneurship, when you are wanting to step into the next level, change your playgrounds and your playmates. Who are you spending your time with? Who are you listening to? You know, are you listening to, to rock and roll music? Or are you listening to something inspirational? Are you, you know, watching music videos? Or are you watching something that, that turns you on that you can learn from? And the people that you're hanging out with, I learned that from the beginning when I got sober, the people that I was hanging out with, I would never have gotten sober with. And so, you know, when we change our playgrounds and playmates, we can shift who we're being. And so for those who say, well, you know what? I don't have three, five, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 for a mentor. What do I do? Start by changing who you're listening to, who you're hanging out with. Even if it's the free music or the free book that you get, or even if it is investing in yourself to have that mentor to help get you to the next level, change your playgrounds and playmates. I love that. And, you know, you're obviously wickedly smart women because you're listening to this podcast. So hopefully we are a change of playgrounds and playmates for you. And so thanks so much, Cammie, for being here. It's been a pleasure to have you. Remember to check her out at CammieBaker.com. We will have that information in the show notes. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We will have that number in the show notes as well. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.